Hey everybody, it's Corey Mosley and this is the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast, strategy, testimony, and real talk for all things entrepreneurship. And it starts right now. Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Mosley. Thanks, guys, for joining me for another week. I, I love it when we go international. If you guys don't know, you know, we stream all over the world. I love to look at the stats as we continue to build our audience. I love to have international guests. Although sometimes you have some technology challenges doing it, it's always fun. You know, we've had people from the UK and, and some different countries, and we're going all the way over to India today. I've got a, a great guest um, for us today, and I want you to imagine being a CEO. I want you to imagine being an international best-selling author. I want you to imagine having multiple TED Talks, being a keynote speaker, uh, being a cognitive developer, and being a global goodwill ambassador listed as a 35, top 35, under 35. I want you to imagine all of that. And for all of us, we would go, man, that is fantastic. Who is this guy? We We definitely need to talk to him. We definitely need to hear from him. Then what I want you to do is I want you to imagine... You did all that, and you were just 16 years old. I'm going to let that sink in for a second. That is my guest today. He is the teenage CEO, and we've got him here today talking about business, talking about no barriers. We're going to have a good time on today's show. Kunal, are you there? Yeah, super happy to be here. Super excited for the show. So I I was going back and forth with Kunal before we went live, and uh, we were going I, I was I was going back and forth with his last name, and I said, you know what we're gonna do, Kunal? I got the Kunal part. You're gonna introduce uh, <laughs> you're gonna introduce your name to the audience, so I don't have to chop it up. So Kunal, tell everybody <laughs> tell everybody who you are. <laughs> <laughs> so my name is Kunal Chindurmani. So that was pronounced my name. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So you guys, uh, you guys will be able to Google him and everything afterwards. But I'd let him say it so we don't chop it up, and everybody else is, I'm sure, going to chop it up now. But I'm glad. Um, thank you for taking some time. I know we're on different uh, international time zones here, so I appreciate you hopping on here. I was looking at your uh, TED talk earlier, and you know, I I think it's just so interesting. I came in kind of the business world young, also, so I, I always like to have uh, young people on and, and have that and have that energy. You know, I went to my first networking rally at 14 and we had our first real business at about 17 years old. I had a laundromat and a couple things. So I really love the young spirit and you not only now I was not doing a million dollars. I hadn't created a million dollar business at 16. So tell us a little bit about you know, let's start. Tell us a little bit about your 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 story. I mean, I, just the idea. When I look, I was looking. This guy's got a Wikipedia page at sixteen. I'm I'm jealous, by the way. But uh, <laughs> I mean, two thousand three. I'm thinking about all the things. I'm having an old moment right now, and I'm thinking about what I was doing at two. I mean, I, I was already in management. All the things I was doing at two thousand and three when you were just being born. So uh, I I know obviously you hear a lot about that, but. Tell everybody, like, kind of give us your story. So I started, I was born and raised in this small city in the center of India called Bhopal. And, and that gave me really humble beginnings. I, I always had this thing in me 
like how my mom described I used to get into an art world everyone would be speaking to me and I would just be in my own world I I wouldn't what everyone was trying to convey to me it would never get to me and I feel that curiosity was what always got me started if 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 the sky is blue why is the sky blue and and that was something that got me started and and for and apart from my parents being super supportive i always faced most people always trying to put me down whenever i was asking a question and that's where i found beautiful world of business a world in which being different doesn't mean you're weaker but being different means that you can you have you have the scope to shine you have the scope to probably make more money than than those who are into different and 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 the fact that business what business was to me was this uh, this hobby in which i could i could feel the true me i could have the scope of growing within without being limited by any kind of uh, borders or any kind of boundaries especially that of a small city in and limited opportunities and that's where my journey began so i ended up starting my first uh, company from an idea i got while sitting at the back of the classroom wondering why why the hell were the kids next to me playing need for speed while the teacher was trying to teach ms word and both of them sucked so <laughs> i personally do not understand why why the hell do does the education system try teaching students ms word you have a search button on the top just do that and that's the and everything set and done what that was somewhere when my first idea came out about mixing the two mixing real learning along with gamification so when a child wants to learn he he learns it in the way of playing for speed so that was probably my first company it evolved with time yeah, it had multiple revamps multiple changes it grew to it grew today into into something with which we are partnering with the top schools in the country and at the same time we are partnering with experts across fields around the world to create something called nano courses something we've been able to pioneer for so courses that can be finished in 90 minutes or lesser because today literally whether it's a 15 year old or a 50 year old no one has time to finish a 25 hour course they, uh, mm. especially with the amount that there is to learn and right. due to that we saw huge scope for nano courses especially for teenagers due to a lower attention span so we started working on that so today we are partnering with the top schools in the country wide them with nano courses in the form of gamification so that was the journey of my first company and amongst that started my second company kokestar which happened to be the be the more known one something which uh, really became synonymous to a lot of places where i went because it had or it it reached wherever i went and reached before me and it was this uh, this idea i got while walking in a small marketplace seeing the amount of a lack of online a lack of the skill of internet being present and that's where i noticed about every single person who was ever trying to get into this market was trying to duplicate everything that's happening in 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 a different country within this market but the the, the most interesting thing about india is that there's so distinct that you know, that it might have a desert at one place it might have a rain, might have the one of the rainiest places in the world at the other place and at the same time the distinction is most in the culture is in the languages is in the way of understanding and and everything set in done what would work for for a major chunk of the world did not seem to replicate well in the country 
and that's where my journey began towards building an india friendly way to sell online so 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 so, so let me ask you this question so hold on so I, a couple things <laughs> i've been taking some notes so i have to jump in here so so number number one i love i mean Guys, I I love the idea. I love vocabulary. I love that 13, 14, 15 years old, 15 year olds are using synonymous and have this great like I'm listening and I I love this great vocabulary. Number one, number two, I I have to ask you something that's probably a stereotype, right? But did you just tell me that you saw an opportunity that uh, people in your country were challenged doing the internet? Is that what you is? Is that what you no, were no. saying? <laughs> so the biggest thing was everyone was stuck on the web to web 1.0. That is the recipient's web. Everyone just wanted, was use, everyone was using Facebook and WhatsApp. That okay. wasn't the problem. But not okay. too many people were contributing towards it. So everyone was on the recipient side. Everyone knew how to make a Facebook account. But not many people knew how to go on the other side. A lot of people knew how to order from Amazon, although that's just an example because Amazon did not exist in India in then. But mm. a lot of people knew how to order on Amazon. A lot of them did not know how to sell there. So that is the difference. Everyone was on the recipient side. Everyone knew how to read a blog, but hardly anyone knew about how, how to publish a blog. And that was the gap which we got into. So and, we and wanted so wait, to enable... So- so yeah. you telling me that you saw this stuff. So you saw this opportunity at 13, 12, 13 years old. You you're you're seeing this opportunity. So I think I started this in 2016. November was when we we did the first launch. So it probably I probably started work at mid 2016. So okay. I think I was 12 then. Yeah, 12. <laughs> So how does that work? You you go to your parents and you go, I see an opportunity in the internet market that I could build a million dollar company. I mean, how does that work? So that was the thing. That way my parents were very supportive, but that never meant that there weren't a lot of barriers. So unlike a lot more developed places, there was a lot of, of uh, repression towards going against the more. That way my parents were probably the most supportive people I could ever have. So they supported me through it, and and the and while while but the biggest problems came in while building in. Except my parents, there was there was hardly anyone who supported me. Like mainly, I there was this there was time when a lot of my dad's friends used to come up to him and tell him about about the useless stuff I was doing on the internet and that I should be secluded from the internet. I should be locked up in a room with with a bunch of books and only time I should be allowed to come out was to eat. Mm. And although it sounds awful, I've seen this happen within my neighborhood. And and it hurts me to see that that, that this is reality and that's where my parents were probably the most supportive people because they, because these voices, they, they kept it from me until they thought I was ready to hear them. And, and that let me grow stronger within. And, and thanks to the internet, I, I had all the resources of the world in my laptop while at the same time having the incubation of a smaller place without too much noise that, that puts you down. So mm. that would that was probably a pretty ideal combination using having the power of the internet not having the noise of the internet. So even having and I think what a lot of people miss and I think you'd agree with this, I think a lot of people miss p- parents in particular I don't know that they oftentimes realize 
how they're shaping the belief system of their children. Because as you said, that conversation, your your whole existence could have gone another way. Had they not had an open mind, had they tried to impose some different beliefs on you, that would have you wouldn't be here today. I would I would not have I wouldn't be using the term CEO or best selling author or <laughs> or TEDx speaker. I, I wouldn't be using any of that if if they had that attitude. So I always um I don't have children at this particular moment. So, you know, I, I'm not, I don't like to dole out parenting advice, but what I do do is I know I always credit my mother for never putting barriers on me. And I think that that was hugely contributory to my ability to just take chances and do things. So I think it's so important if you're a parent listening to this and you have an entrepreneur, uh, you know, entrepreneurial minded child or that kind of thing that, that impression that you're making and, and the reactions they see from you when they express big ideas, because trying to change the internet and trying to educate people on the internet and see, having that vision in a 12 year old, that's definitely a big idea. I, I can imagine that conversation could have gone a lot of different ways in terms of whatever resources it took to do it. Now, one of the things I was look, listening to your Ted talk, and I, I, it looks like you've done two Ted talks. I mean, there's a lot of people out there trying to, tried to do oh three I, i'm sorry <laughs> three <laughs> ted talks um so there's a lot of people out there trying to trying to even get a ticket to attend a ted talk let alone do three of them but one of the things that you said to ted talk which i really liked was you said you don't have to open a factory you just need to open a laptop that was that that's one of those bite-sized soundbite moments those quotable quotable things there and Talk to us a little bit about your philosophy on that and your philosophy, you know, on that idea and, and people thinking they have to have this big infrastructure or, oh, man, I can't get a big I need a big office or, you know, I, I you know, I'm not ready. I can't I, I can't just start myself or that kind of stuff. There's this term which has been going around a lot these days called wannapreneur. It means someone who wants to be an entrepreneur but is not yet an entrepreneur. And that is a term that doesn't exist. Because if you have the, the biggest thing I don't know about, about entrepreneurship for me is if I have an idea and I can wait, I can hold it within me without doing something for two weeks. It isn't an idea I want to implement. Because it doesn't drive me crazy that I can work for it for the next few years to on the least. And, and that's where I feel it's really important to just go out there and do it. Today, the internet has put in such powers in our hand that our mobile phone has more power than what was required to send Neil Armstrong to the moon. With so much computation power in our hands. And right. because we hold so much, so much computation power in our hand, it is probably unlike any generation before. And that also entitles us with the ability to not, not just think up ideas and hold them. Like I've seen the wonderpreneur culture a lot more in the past sometimes. People come up to you, ask, like at a lot of conferences. I, I, do you know I thought of Uber in 2007? And did you? I'm sorry. I step to, back. Did you? Did you say you thought of Uber in 2000? No, no, not me. Not oh. me. Not me. Oh. This is a wonderful culture I'm talking about. Oh, oh okay, okay. I was, <laughs> I was going to say uh, uh, we missed the boat on that one, Kunal. There, All right, okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> so go ahead. Yeah, that's a wonderful culture where everyone comes up and says that every big idea that's happened on the face, they were there one year before that, 
having thought of it, having the business plan ready, but just with fear. And that's the Warnerpurna culture that you don't ever go ahead. And it, it really sucks to a huge limit because if you can either be a Warnerpurna or an entrepreneur, that's, it, it doesn't work both ways. You can't be waiting for two years with a good idea, thinking I'll, I'll have enough money for these to, to implement these ideas and I make it work. If you, if you want to make it work, the time is now. You have all the resources in your hands. And people just step back from it thinking that I do not have the resources to open a factory. Open your laptop you have, and literally anything can be started from there, whether it is a physical business or an internet business, not referring to just internet businesses. And it, it unravels so many more, more perspectives to one-sided way we look. About, so, so, uh, yeah. so now let me ask you a question there because I, I I get the inspirational aspects of it, right? Like you you know you just got to get going and you know just you can you can do anything anywhere. So I get the inspirational aspects, but you also have to agree that it may have a simple path, but it's not completely that easy right in terms of because business has a lot of moving parts and i i mean i work i i, I coach entrepreneurs and you know I, there's a lot of people that have great skill sets in a particular thing but then it's horrendous business like when they find out the rest of the world and and, and the rest of how business needs to operate so there there is a balance there right while it's while it's easy to get started or simple would you say simple better than easy it's simple to get started? Uh, not at all. So that's the okay. beauty of it. So, so the thing is that if it was, if the big, that if uh, the reason why challenging is the reason why very, very, why very few people go ahead and do it. Mm. The re- if, if it was as easy as, as doing it. So I have a lot of employees who used to work earlier at 9 to 5. And if it was as easy as, and I, a lot of them, uh, I, ended up senior level officers at, at a couple of my investments. And that's when I really realized that it, when you do a nine to five, it is, if you're not working for yourself, when you when you don't own anything in it, it's simple. If, if a loss goes in, it doesn't belong to you. And, and that's the biggest thing that mentality is when it comes in that if something goes wrong, you are there to blame that those are a few challenges, which you really need to accept if you want to go out there. And that was, that was the biggest thing. When unless you, unless you're ready to risk, risk that thing, and risks are there at the age, at every aspect, uh, smaller or bigger. But unless you're ready to undertake them, I, I don't. For a lot of people, end up searching how to be an entrepreneur and searching for the top 500 ideas. It's 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 that is probably one of the not so perspective ways to do it because the, the best to do it is to look for it within and, and ask yourself if you're ready to, to not sleep for five days and still be as excited on the sixth day. I love, I, so I don't I, advise that. This, this is amazing. I mean, what's, I just can't get over. I mean, the, the level of information and insight that you develop, I, folks, I want you to think about some of the things that he, he was just saying here. Hey, I love the reference to the employees. So I want to go back. Let's not lose sight. <laughs> 16. He's talking about his employees. He's talking about investments and uh, his investments. He's talking about also this, are you prepared for the challenge, right? Work five days, don't sleep for five days and and then and then keep going. Are you prepared for that? The insights about, you know, looking within. I mean, 
it's just phenomenal, phenomenal. Let me, let me pivot for a minute. You have you've produced a best-selling book that's not only available in Amazon India, but it is available in the U.S. So for our U.S. listeners that want to get connected on this, you can get this on Amazon, uh, Kindle, and 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 paperback. I want to talk about the book for a second. The book is "Know It Works Before It Actually Works: How to Find a Good Idea." Talk to me about the inspiration behind doing that book. It was again the same entrepreneur attitude to a, to a huge limit. So it was probably my answer to a lot of people who who used to come up with ideas and end up saying that they do not have the resources to say the idea, to perform the idea because they were scared if it doesn't work. So it was just this validation method which I used every time I had a new idea. If I should go ahead and and more than money, I think the most important resource for any human being is time. And whether I should go ahead and spend even the next few days procrastinating about it, so that's so this process which I used to personally follow, I decided to document it in the form of a book. So I'm doing it for my own reference and to uh, to spread among. So the biggest thing among my organizations, what I've tried doing is I've tried building up an entrepreneurial culture within the organizations. Very, very non-employee uh, like. Recently, uh, the entrepreneurial culture is something I've tried to uh, begin because that helps the company grow. So that was what it was around. How you can follow certain steps to validate and check if an idea works, and if an idea works, if the idea is the right idea for you, because there might be a hundred amazing ideas, but all the hundred amazing ideas, you right. might not be the right entrepreneur to do even two of them. You might they, they can just be. That you might not fit, all of them might not fit in, not just into your skill set. That's something that can be achieved, but might not fit into what you're passionate about. And that was what it was around. <laughs> this is amazing. I so so uh, man, just the depth of your insights is, is is truly phenomenal. Give us a little taste. So you talked about part of your process. Give us a little taste of some things from the book. So this is one of my favorites. Uh, about uh, we often get into I we often get thinking about ideas without without knowing if the, if we should go ahead and implement it because we are scared of the market. So I look at it as three different as four different markets. This is something I do before almost even project which I do within any organization because it really helps to see if the market is actually ready for it. So in the normal analysis, we think of it just as a past market, a present market, and a future market. But what we forget is the that if the market is the past market is one that's already gone. If you're making for the present market, by the time you're ready to get into the market, the present market might not exist anymore. And that's probably one of the most disappointing things that happens. And and about how how to avoid it, and specifically the biggest mistake comes in about a future market. It used to be the most prospective. So thinking about the future market, we think five months ahead, ten years ahead, and that's mm. uh, and five months and ten years is such a huge difference that right. that's where a, a huge illusion comes in. So about future market not being one, but instead of two, instead of the future market being two different markets, the near future and the, the distant future, because the near future is something you can start working on, but the distant future. Like I remember working, having launched this one project, which I even showed forward in my first TED talk, this medical device, this VR, in which you can go through, you can play this game and you're measuring your restlessness and your heartbeat and giving a brief medical report. It was phenomenal because it helped understand the restlessness of the patient. Okay, wait, hold on, hold, hold on, hold on. You invented a device? Is that what you just said? 
Yeah, I, I, that's just a hobby. Just a hobby. I love making. Just a hobby. <laughs> you're you're making a lot of people cry. You're making a lot of people really look at themselves in the mirror right now at that at, at forty and forty five and fifty and see and go what? Why am I sitting on my ass right now and not out here making making these dreams come true? So, okay, so you come up with a device. Say it again. So it was just basically this device which anyone could put on and we were basically me measuring their breath speed, we were measuring their restlessness and we were coming along with a medical report around how restless they are and about, about what are the correct measures. Although it was a beautiful idea, the thing was it was a dis it was a very it was an idea which the market wasn't ready to because the market mm -hmm. was still settling to the idea of VR. And the, the moment you try rushing any idea past what people can expect, they get this thing in their mind that capitalists are evil. And the moment that comes in, the market the market is not as supportive. And and about and that is probably become the ideology. And that's where uh, about about people always come up with something or the other that the machine is going to replace, and that why it shouldn't be implemented. And somewhere because VR was still people were still getting introduced to VR as a gaming device. And we're failing to understand that VR is more capable of just gaming. And that is where the biggest biggest thing came up. That if we were reaching this in the market right now, a lot of people weren't weren't even willing to go ahead and pay that because they were thinking of it to be a waste of time and being very inaccurate. So that's where I realized that the market might not be the near near market. It might be a distant future market. In the case of a distant future market. You might make the most fabulous team. You might have the most state-of-art infrastructure, but you might you might not be able to hold your team together for the next six years with revenue and right. without any any outstanding funding. So that was the part I really uh, that was something that came in a lot from my own experiences about the near market about near market being something which you should time time correctly if you can break even if you can go into profits by the time the market lasts, make correct predictions about it and target the near future market right now, but not just jump up to target a distant future market, which you're really not sure when it's going to come in and when it's going to end. And if it does come in, would you be able to sustain when it comes in? Okay, so, so, that so would, let me ask you yeah. Oh, so, so let me ask you this. How do you, and, and again, I experienced this not being as young as you, but but it was a reality being younger and dealing with older people or having innovative ideas or being in a position of power or decision-making authority. What do you say to what do you say to my millennials and Gen Zs that are listening to this podcast when it comes to how do you how do you get that respect? How do you get respected as a 16-year-old CEO? How do you how do you interact? You mentioned employees inside your organization. How do how do you get viewed in the way that you need to get viewed from an authority standpoint and from a leadership standpoint? standpoint at 16 or 18 or 20 years old? So I believe every disadvantage has an advantage and vice versa. Mm. And it often helps me out. So I need to meet a top government official. I can simply tell the assistant that a 60, I, I can ask someone to call the assistant and say that a 16 year old CEO wants to meet, wants, wants to meet you. And that's when I get my meeting without too much stuff coming in that if if an entrepreneur mm. wants to meet you, what is it in context? So that's where so every advantage has its own disadvantage, and that's <laughs> where you need to know what to use and what not to use. Like in all my companies, I made sure to remove the word sir. No one calls me sir. Reason being, and that that's something I put in 
because I noticed if there was a small misproblem, no one would come up to Kunal, sir, but everyone would come up to Kunal. That's phenomenal. That's phenomenal insights. Like to have that depth of perception or to, to even observe that. I love that. Um, advantage disadvantage thing because um, clearly you've i mean your philosophy if I'm, I'm correct i mean it's just hardcore to the point of any adversity can be used to your benefit right that's that's your i mean that's your battle cry basically right in terms of um just kind of approaching things is that accurate uh yeah very much because it's it, it can be done anywhere irrespective of business or personal life and it's probably right. one of the most constant things I love that. And I, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you when you approached us about being on the show and I, I think my wife brought the information. I think some of your, your people or somebody reached out um, to us and, and she brought the info in to me and she's like, uh, yeah, 16 year old, you know, CEO. And I'm like, Oh, I got to talk to this guy. I mean, like, so, <laughs> so, so I didn't, I didn't go. Oh, he, now I personally, I, I was young in business. So I'm always drawn to that, but, it was. I didn't go sixteen. What's this guy got to say? I, we don't need to. We we don't need to listen to him. It was. It was. Yeah, we need to talk. I, I want to hear what he has to say. I don't care if he's in. I don't care where he's located. I don't care where he is. Um, it's it's definitely something that we need to listen to. So I can see how that becomes the reverse versus being. You know, hey, what's this kid know about anything? Well, you know, three TED talks, best selling book later, I might know a few things. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right, so let me so, so let me ask you this. This is the part of the show where we talk about what what would you say maybe was a crazy your craziest entrepreneurship moment or kind of like a moment you just just anything that you think was just a kind of a, a crazy moment for you as an entrepreneur. I think I think every moment just gets better because no 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 that's not no 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 I I I want something that happened to you a deal something something that happened to you some circumstance where you were just like you know this is this is crazy I had a woman who fell off the stage while she was speaking I always talk about my root canal in the middle of having to talk to 300 people. So I have people have all their stories. You've got some kind of story about kind of a crazy moment, not, not a sound bite. It all, it's all, you know, kumbaya. No, I don't want the kumbaya. I want to, I, I want to, I, tell me about a crazy moment. Positive or negative? Either, your dealer's choice, as they say, your choice. Okay, so that's, no, because, okay, let me think of which one. Which one? So, I okay. I can't give a dice answer. That's the difficult part. <laughs> so, I think one of the most crazy moments for me was when. So this was probably. So this was when I was thirteen. I had okay. my. I met my. I no. In fact, I I'll go with first one. So I. This was when I was at eleven, and I started. I started working comp academy, and I wrote emails to I think seventy people who I looked up to. And I got a reply from only two. And one of the two people who replied was Jeff Bezos. Wow. And, and, that, and that's, I think, the, the moment for me, like, okay, this is just what I want to do. Because, that, because the moment I saw that made in my inbox, it just, it just, that adrenaline that kicks in, that's when I realized that, that this is what it is for me. This roller coaster ride, if I'm looking for sudden adrenaline rushes, that is just the adventure. That was what I was looking for. I think that would be one one of the first well, crazy moments. 
Well, that should have been an e you should have led with that one. That should have been hard. I don't think there's a lot of people on this podcast that could say Jeff Bezos replied to their email. <laughs> so <laughs> that should have been an easy one to remember. You got too much going on that you that you forgot Jeff Bezos sent you an email when you were 13 years old. So <laughs> so, <laughs> so all right, I want to move into our rapid fire section. So what our rapid fire section is, is simply just a series of questions that I'm going to ask you. This is going to be interesting because this is kind of the international edition. So we'll, we'll have to work through it. But it's a series of questions that um, I ask entrepreneurs that I have on the show to have better insights to how they kind of tick, what kind of resources and, and what kind of things that they're into. So this is going to be interesting because this is the international rapid fire section. So are you ready? Super excited. Okay. Uh, and you're just going to say the first thing that comes to mind. We'll, we'll have to work through a couple of these. But uh, the first question is PC or Mac? Uh, PC. PC. Uh, what's your favorite credit card? What's the, how do you run the bit? What's your favorite credit card for your small business? So Visa, I think I just used Visa. Okay. Are you a physical planner or a digital planner kind of person? Digital. Favorite digital software planning. right now to, what, what's your favorite software in that right now to manage your business? There are way too many, but I think uh, Notion is one I use a lot, N-O-T-I-O-N. And what is, what is the, what's the function of it in your business? It's like a complement to Slack. So it, it's, oh, okay. uh, it's, like, yeah. it's like Google Docs, but it's way more organized. Got I even it. used it to plan my TED Talk. Okay, nice. So here, I, I mean, we've, uh, so I usually ask the question about, are you a coffee drinker at 16? Uh, no, I quit coffee. I, <laughs> I used to get too high. <laughs> Wait, you you already came and, and quit it already. <laughs> what, no, how I, old were you? How old were you when you started drinking coffee? So I used to have it at the airport when I started traveling a lot. So I I, I think eleven I think eleven ten eleven was when I started really having coffee. By the time I turned I used to I was traveling to Mumbai every few days. And yeah. I used to have a coffee at, at home. Then I used to have a coffee at the airport. Then I used to have a coffee at the other airport. Oh, oh, mom or dad might accompany me, but I could sneak away for a coffee. Then I used to have a coffee. I was advising, advising a couple of companies. <laughs> so then uh, I used to have a coffee at the office and, and it just went on. And then I realized, then it started weighing on me because it wasn't no, it was no more affecting me. And right. then once I, then I, I decided to leave coffee completely. And then I got tempted the last, so I, I got tempted when, so I wasn't, I'm not too fond of Starbucks anymore. I used to be very fond of Starbucks, but okay. then once I, once I just got tempted towards it and I, I ended up having a coffee, I couldn't sleep like the whole night because <laughs> I, I quit coffee. I removed out of my system and then one fine day when it went in, it just kept me awake. That's amazing. He's already quit coffee. All right. So he's a former Starbucks addict uh, that is now that is now in recovery. But I still have it doing exams. You still have it doing exams. So yeah, I keep forgetting that. You're you're still in school, correct? Yeah. <laughs> what grade so what grade are you in? What what how do they do it over there? So it's it's twelve grades, uh, like so uh, you follow the A level system, right? In the US, the O levels and the A levels. Yeah. In the, uh, the 12 years. Yeah, so it's not, it's 12 years here again, but I finished my 10th year. So 12, so 12 is like senior high and 10th is like junior high and 9th and 10th is junior high. I finished right. my junior high and I was super sick. That's last year. 
I was super sick of it. I I I couldn't be bored anymore. And then I came. Then I went. I went into one of the most prestigious schools in the country. And then I got got bored there because the thing was most kids all they wanted to talk about is how they, rich their parents are. And that's where I wanted to. That's where I felt like telling them. I wanted to tell them how I am. How rich you are. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I got I I I couldn't bear it because it was it was in the ecosystem correct for me. So that's I, I where I got. I'm thinking I, I might have yeah. I might have found my international venture capital partner here. So uh, right on <laughs> right on the podcast here. You never know what kind of relationships get made. So when it comes to thanking people, are you a thank you card or thank you email kind of person? So I'm a, I'm a th- I I don't do either of them. I just call them up and say thank you. Okay, use the phone. I, I had a guy tell me he uses the phone. Uh, so, okay, you use the phone. When it comes to learning, do you rely on hardcover books, tablets, or audiobooks? Audiobooks. 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 I think all of them. So, so I, do, I, I was doing three books a month till 2019, and now I want to make it four books a month. So I'm still trying. I'm still stuck on three books a month. So I normally do one Kindle, one audiobook, and one physical. So... All the nice. lucky times when I'm or when I'm at home, I read a physical book. When I forget to carry the physical book, I have the Kindle. And if I really don't feel like reading, that's when I go for the audiobook. That's phenomenal. That's a message to you. That's a message to all you guys out there that aren't reading, aren't consuming information, that are saying you're too busy. This this, this guy's a CEO. He's going to school, although he's bored, running businesses, and is finding time to read three to four books a month. <laughs> what would you say is your next big goal? Uh, so my next big goal is, so how, so how big? So like the next three years, next five years, next 15 years. I love your, years, you're, so, you're such a CEO. Like that's such a, a CEO planner guy's question. Whatever you want, wh- whatever you want to identify as your next big goal. <laughs> uh, to be a billionaire, to start up to billion dollar companies. I'm stuck in million right now, so I have to get it to billion. Okay, that, that, there's certainly nothing wrong with that, and 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 at 16, you've got plenty, plenty of time for sure. Final question: If you could no, have no, one, Kylie Jenner, Jenner became a billionaire at 21. Kylie Jenner became a billionaire at 21. I want to be late by 20. I have four years time sticking. Okay, <laughs> well, listen, I will tell you, I'm not. I'm certainly not going to bet against you. Okay, final question: One day with any mentor who's who's living. Who would that person be? If you could spend a day with any mentor or person you consider a mentor, who would that be? Uh, definitely Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Very interesting. That's a very interesting pick. Well, that's good. I, listen, you could send him an email. Tell him Jeff Bezos told him the call. Uh, so. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here, here's, the, here's the final part of our show. It is our entrepreneurship trivia question. All right. I'm going to give you – I'm going to read you a trivia question and – you got three options, so that means you got a 33% chance to get it right. Are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Who said the following quote? Most people fail in life because they major in minor things. Here are your options. A, Tony Robbins. B, Richard Branson. Or C, Elon Musk. I am going to go, for, go with Tony Robbins. Is that your final answer? 
That day is my final answer. <laughs> this guy, you're on point, dude. That is the correct answer. Tony Robbins is who said most people fail in life because they major in minor things. You are killing it today, Kunal. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome. That is awesome. Well, listen, how can people – I know, the, like I said, the book is – the book's in stores. The book's available on Amazon. Uh, know it works before it actually works. It's available on Amazon India, also available uh, in the U.S. on Kindle and in paperback. Your TED Talks are all on the internet. People just need to Google your name. If people want to kind of connect with you or, or get in your sphere or just follow what you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that? So if you want to reach me, just send me a mail. I'm going to try to be as good as Jeff Bezos and reply back if I can. So it's Kunal at the rate kstar.in, kstar.in. That's my personal email. I, I, get, I get a lot of mails, but I try, check, try replying to most of them. And every time so, I have a boring homework assignment, I'm going to be checking the mails out. <laughs> so that's K-U-N-A-L, everybody, at kstar.in if you want to send Kunal an email and check out his TED Talks. Kunal, I'm super excited uh, that you stopped by the show today. I, I appreciate you being on. I had a fantastic time. So by the way, I, I didn't finish the school thing. I decided to step back from the, the school where I, because I didn't feel like showing off, and I decided to switch back to home, switch to homeschooling. Oh, okay. You're homeschooling now. Well, that that makes complete sense. Listen, I know whatever you put your mind to, you're certainly going to accomplish. So I, I appreciate you uh, stopping by the show. Perfect. I had a fantastic time. Excellent. As I close out today's episode, I'm asking that you subscribe to my podcast to get the latest episodes as soon as they are released. If you like what you're hearing, please leave a review. And if not, just keep it to yourself. And if you've heard something today that you think can help someone you know, then I encourage you to share it. Finally, if you are a business owner that is ready to become a fearless entrepreneur, then head on over to my website, fearlesswithcorey.com to learn more about the most comprehensive business growth support system for entrepreneurs on the planet. I'm Corey Mosley, and this has been another episode of the Fearless Entrepreneurship Podcast. Thank you for listening, and I will see you next week. Hey.